0: Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.
1: It is Tuesday, September 26th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. I have the return of my man Trevor Blue. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Start off the show by giving a little shout out to Stephen Brault, was great in the last two days filling in for you, Trevor Blue. But it is so good to have you back. How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing well. And yes, thank you to Stephen Brault for allowing me to go on this little pilgrimage up to Northern California with my family. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it's an annual thing that we do and got to spend time with my brother and his family, my dad, all my kids and my wife. It was a good time. So I'm happy, I'm happy to be back. A lot of baseball happened oh, yeah. over the weekend some good stuff my texas rangers are going off but yes i'm happy to be back happy to be talking ball with you c rose you look great by the way
1: Uh, i i feel uh tired but i am also excited and i'm wearing a a hat that most people don't even know this is our little league all-star team it is a tip of the cap to our now 18 year old son brady rose whom i love with all of my heart our youngest son has officially become a man today on my social media posts you can see it there's cute little Brady and now he's got a furry face well actually he doesn't he came home from dinner last night where we surprised him at dinner with all of his boys he was almost in tears that was really cool he came home and he was like dad I, I look too old they just went on a senior retreat last week for a couple days and he had to go back to the cabin for something and then he had to go back to kind of a work area where they were doing some some nice like painting of a wall and the guy stops him he's like hold on this is for school only he's like I'm a student here he's like what like, no, I'm, I'm not 17. He's got the full beard and everything. So he's like, dad, I got to ditch it. They think I'm creepy there.
0: Shout out Brady. I love Brady. He's a yeah, stud. Exactly. Um, help me with my fantasy football team. Thank you very much. I don't know who's aged more in those two pictures, you or Brady. Stop. Can't Stop. really tell. Mike, one question to you is. Yes. I guess first, awesome that you surprised him with his boys. That's There's nothing uh, an 18-year-old wants more than just to be with his fellas. So love that. Uh, where'd you guys go?
1: Oh, we're not going to talk about all that.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: It was, it was,
0: it sounds like it was hoity-toity.
1: It wasn't hoity-toity, but it was nice. It was good setting. It was good. Setting. Okay. So that's that. Awesome. A lot of fun. Love you, B. He is a good, good boy. And that's all I care about. All right. Let's talk a little uh, baseball. AL West continues to dominate the headlines. You had uh, Texas down one, nothing in the eighth, went back to back to back for the win in Anaheim, hang on to their two and a half game lead. In the meantime, Vintage Verlander helped Houston win game one of its critical series in Seattle. Biggest story to come out of either of those games was?
0: Well, I hope you're going to talk about JV Mm -hmm. and Houston Astros because Verlander, and I told you this before, but you pay this guy any amount of money, whether it's 40, whether it's 50, $60 million a year, he's worth it. He takes the ball and is a stud. He's an absolute stud. There's nothing else you could say about this guy. Uh, but I'll say this. I have learned that the Texas Rangers are streaky, but they are for real. See, Rosie, just 10 days ago, or less than 10 days ago, you wanted to throw them out. You said they can't overcome the bullpen. Their offense is reeling. They stink. It's over. Well, guess what? Offense is back. Guys are going back to back to back. We're getting great offensive performances up and down the lineup from them exactly when they need it. And then the bullpen, yes, the bullpen that we've all just talked about and won't shut up about, the only one that had their back was this guy right here, nameless Trev, because he said, Mm. like I always say, The bullpens are fluid, and there's peaks and valleys, and all you got to do is get hot at the right time. The bullpen, they found the formula back there with Chapman, with LeClerc, a little bit of Heaney sprinkled in there. That's all you need. So they're surging at the right time. If they can continue this up into the playoffs, into the playoffs, Texas is a very dangerous team. So I guess it's not what I learned over the weekend. It's more of like reassurance. This team is
1: dangerous. Okay, for me, it, it's basically two things. Number one, I will not be hired anytime soon to fire up your company. No, you won't. Last week, I told Seattle, I got it like the Howard Dean train. I was like, Seattle, we're going to run into Texas. Woo-hoo! We're going to take them and head home and take care of Houston. Woo-hoo! And then we're going to take care of the Rangers. Woo-hoo! And we're going to win the Woo! And okay, so that didn't exactly work out. Um But for me, the biggest thing was Houston because they came in. They weren't exactly on the happy train when they went up to the Pacific Northwest. Four straight series they had lost, including two to Kansas City. They got swept at home this weekend and another one to Oakland. So the Astros are looking around and like, wait a second, we're the World Series champs. We're the team that we should be waltzing into the playoffs. Instead, we're going to have to fight all the way until maybe the last day of the season. It was huge that they got three runs in the second inning off of Luis Castillo. Because even though it had been a few months since they had faced Castillo, last time out, he went seven seven innings, didn't give up a single earned run. So they didn't have a great history against him, at least recent, right? So they had a leadoff triple by Abreu in the second. Then back-to-back outs, the prospects of being stranded at third in a huge game. And then their eight and nine hitters, Dubon and Maldonado, who's kind of been the whipping boy down there in Houston, they both came up big. They tack on another. They get three runs. Jordan hits a big bomb to make a four nothing, and they're kind of cruising from there. So that was all a big deal for me that Houston got it going.
0: I always say going into Houston and winning games is very hard to do. It's a tough place to play, except this year. Yeah, I know it's crazy. See man. Rosie, three games under five hundred at home for a four eighty one winning percentage on the road six eighteen for them. What's What's going on in Houston? I don't Houston? know. I don't Switch know. the spread up, boys. Change the laundry detergent. Something has to go. They get, you got to change something.
1: Well, it was very funny. I saw a tweet last night from an Astros fan who said maybe we should start booing Altuve and start yelling uh, like cheater at the top
0: 100%. 100%. <laughs> start so throw, make start make throwing them... trash cans on the right. field.
1: I love it. <laughs>
0: make them feel <laughs> like they're on the
1: road. Now, that was funny. I had to laugh at that one. That was pretty good. All right, uh, let's move on from the AL West to the NL West and out by the Bay of the Giants and the Padres who are hanging on for dear life. But let's focus on San Diego, whose elimination number is now officially down to one. Got another great performance from Blake Snell last week, six shutout innings. Padres had a one-nothing lead. Uh, Bases loaded, two outs in the eighth. Bobby Suarez trying to get a fourth out that inning. The Giants end up left-handed pinch hitter Michael Conforto. He gets a little bingo. Giants end up winning this one. Here is Bob Melvin.
0: You asked Suarez for four outs. Yeah. The hater could have been that guy against the lefty there. Is it just him going three outs? It's, it's what, just... what we're doing right now. Yeah. And why is that? It's because the way we've handled it here. It would... is, it would... the, is there any discussion with him? Is there any thought? We, we talked to him some, yeah. That would seem to kind of run counter to the. I mean, you you were saving him earlier in the season for later in the year, and here we are now, and it's obviously yeah. getting very late. That's
1: just the way it happened tonight. Uh, now, to be fair, uh, Hater usually isn't available for three straight days. He usually doesn't pitch more than one inning, but is this kind of emblematic of the Padres' season? Kind of a wrap up that. in a nutshell.
0: I know what that word means, c So Yeah, don't worry about okay, good, it. Okay, yeah. good, 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 good. Uh, I, yeah, I guess you could say that. You know, there has been quotes about, you know, you just mentioned guys, you know, maybe not giving every single thing. But in this instance, I'm actually on board with, with what uh Belmo well, decided. If you've had these discussions with, with a guy, and I don't know if it was like a sit-down, like, hey – I'm not going more than three outs during the regular season. I I don't know if they ever had that conversation, but, you know, talks between a a player and coaches, you know, they kind of will go on throughout a season. And then I'm sure they've realized, look, uh, Hayter does not want to go more than three outs. You know, maybe in the playoffs like he did last year, he would do that or in a playoff run. They're not in the playoff run right now. Hayter is a free agent at the end of the season. He does need to take care of himself. Uh, so, I, I I don't think this is that big of a deal. Bo Mill, by the way, in that clip, looks like he needs a vacation. He is ready to be done with this season. Whole I, must, You don't ever see him like that. He might get a very long one. A very long vacation, sure. I think he's going to be okay with it. He does not seem happy. No. uh, Right there. Honestly, this Padres team just wasn't good enough this year. They weren't. We went into the season thinking they were going to be some offensive juggernaut, and I think they're even up for the Silver Slugger Award. That's a joke. What? Have you... The only person on that team that's really, like, overperforming or or, or performing to their normal standards is Juan Soto. It. The rest of the guys, you know, uh, Fernand Tatis Jr. put up a nice year, but a lot of it's defensive. Uh Hassan Kim, a lot of it's defensive and base running, all these things. If you go look at their offensive output, I mean, I have it up right here, actually. Let me get it. They are just well, middle of the pack, dude. They're 13th in runs, 13th in homers, 19th in average. I mean, they just... They're not getting the job done on a, a lot of different sides, uh, but offensively is one of them. So I don't know, man. They, I guess they're just – they just didn't play well this year. They're not that good of a team. We know the one runs. We know the extra innings, all these things. I don't think not bringing Hader in for four outs at the end of the year when they're already out of it is is, is the problem. So well,
1: But it's not the question of, okay, this the strategy and things of that nature. Doesn't it feel – first of all, we can agree this team – Underachieved, achieved massively, They underperformed right? yes okay so we've got teams on opposite coasts who did that right you've got two in the new york area that massively underperformed you have one on the west coast that massively underperformed let's just t- focus on the two teams in the national league you got the mets and you got the padres now what the mets did they ripped off the band-aid midway through the season they said fuck it this isn't working we're revamping We're going to rebuild our farm system on the fly. We're going to eat some money. We're going to look at each other and say, we don't know exactly why it didn't work out. But when you looked at the Mets, it didn't feel like shit was all over the place. It just felt like for whatever reason, it didn't come together. And they had some outstanding individual performances, right? Tatis has been unreal. Senga has been great. Alonso is going to have a chance to hit 50 homers. Like, there's some stuff there. But you look at the Padres and you think total shit show. Total shit show. And yes, you mentioned the one-run games, seven and twenty-three, winless in extra innings, oh and twelve in extra innings, and you just wonder why can't this team get over the hump? Is there so- and there's all sorts of articles that are saying, oh, it's this guy's fault, it's that guy's fault, and it's team chemistry and all sorts of stuff. And it is. You look at the team and you're like, yeah, if Josh Hader doesn't go into a game, it's almost what you expected. I would have been shocked if he went in for a third straight day. In part just because that's not who he is. When they traded for him from Milwaukee, they knew that. When you read the resume and know that this guy isn't going to – now, he did it a couple times in the playoffs last year, pitched more than an inning occasionally in the playoffs, so I appreciate him for that. He was a freaking kick-ass closer this year. Best yes. in the National League. Had an amazing year. But it's just not who he is. And I think the Padres have to start focusing on bringing in guys who – Maybe you're different.
0: You're, you're calling it a, a clubhouse chemistry thing. I mean, I, I no, think no, that...
1: that's not a clubhouse chemistry thing because clubhouse chemistry would be, would, in my opinion, in this situation, would be, boy, Josh Hader has several times pitched three straight days. Several times this year, he's gone in for more than three outs. Like, that's who he is. And then at the end of the year, when we're kind of in it, but really not he's going to shut it down. That's not (laughs) who he is. I think it's a question of how you build the team that has screwed up here because there's something seriously missing here. And Josh Hader not going an extra out in a do-or-die game essentially is just part of the issue. But it just feels like that's part of the culture now. And that's something that needs to change because they were freaking a couple wins away from making it to the World Series last year. Something went terribly wrong.
0: Is it possible we just saw a bad year? Like, just possible. this, uh, not a good year. Possible. Okay.
1: I don't know. You know what is great? A new John Boy Media Warehouse Games event being here. It is Blitzball Blitz Road to Billy's, a live in-person Warehouse Games production. It features a play-in game that starts at 1130, followed by two semifinal games and the championship game. Blitzball Blitz. It takes place this Sunday, October 1st, 11 a.m all ages are welcome now there's early access tickets that are 100 bucks and include access into billy's an hour early at 10 a.m Blitzball blitz t-shirts you get an event badge you get a lanyard as well as the opportunity to be a part of the exclusive jm baseball trivia content and be entered in a raffle to participate in pre-game warm-ups with the players you got to hurry though there's only 50 of those early access tickets available There are general admission tickets available for $30. That gets you into Billy's at 11 a.m. to enjoy all of the Blitzball content. If you haven't seen Blitzball in person, it is a blast. It is so much fun. You get to hang out with all these passionate people. Where do you go? Shop.johnboymedia.com, or you can visit the link in the description to buy your tickets. The crew will see you at Billy's on Sunday, October 1st. Enjoy that. I know fans in Atlanta.
0: What's that, buddy? let so enjoy it.
1: Yeah, good. Uh, Cubs, they're currently tied for the second spot in the NL wildcard race right now. They start a tough final week with a trip to Atlanta. That means what? Dansby Swanson returns to his old team. Remember earlier this year, the quote that he gave to Bob Nightingale of USA Today. He said, quote, this team means so much to so many people. Speaking of the Cubs, which is very similar from the place I came from. Uh, From the gist I've gotten so far, pro sports in Chicago are a massive deal. Pro sports in Atlanta are like, well, kind of a deal. He went on to say that that's not a shot at Atlanta, but he was boosting up the people in the Windy City. What kind of reaction does Dansby get tonight upon his return?
0: A great one. I don't think that fans care about that quote whatsoever. I think at the time that you asked it, I said exactly that, that you're just – When you're asked questions like they're just trying to pump up your own city and and in that wake, sometimes you might it might seem like you're talking bad about the city that you came from, but all Dansby was trying to do was just say that he loves Chicago and he wants them he wanted the fans on his side, dude. So I don't think there's any problem with what he said. And guess what? It's not like the Braves went in uh to the spiral and haven't won and the fans are mad at Dansby, they've been just fine. So a guy coming back that has won a World Series with them, he's going to get an amazing ovation because for a long time, he was, you know, one of the faces of that franchise. So he's going to get a great ovation. He's played great this year. You know, all the quotes and the articles that have been written about Dansby in Chicago have been all positive this year. Talk about like a glue guy, uh, a gamer, a true baseball rat in there, even when he was on the IL talking about how we're going to get better. So Dansby got a lot of like – just unwarranted kind of like backhanded hate this off season Cause he was the last of the four shortstops and they were bargain hunting when they went out and got him and all these things that were said, but he's been exactly as advertisement, his, his career numbers and the numbers put up this year are pretty much identical. Right. Uh, and he's just been, he's been great at shortstop defensively. So it's like, he's been everything, man. I think people need to realize it. There's something to guys like Dansby who are going to play winning baseball on and off the field that motivate. It's 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 very important uh, to have guys like that in the organization. So the Cubs, hey, you got a good one. And the Braves, all the fans, they remember him as Dansby Swanson, you know, a, a guy that helped us, you know. I mean, the success they've had, Dansby's been a huge part of that.
1: Uh, To me, it's pretty simple. He gets a standing ovation and a ton of cheers and a great video. I mean, let's remember, he's an Atlanta kid that was brought back home after being the number one overall pick by the Arizona Diamondbacks. And he was a part of that winning culture that they have now cultivated. Um, Do I think some Braves fans were taken a little bit aback by his comments? Yeah. Probably. But the Braves just won their 100th game. They're going to have the NL MVP. Like, they're going to be the odds-on favorite to win their second World Series in three years. They're sitting just fine. Do I think that if Atlanta had an offseason like San Diego right now, and this was Dansby's first trip back, maybe the reaction would be a little different, but not much, in my opinion. Let's remember the Instagram post that Dansby Swanson put out there after he signed with the Cubs. It is hard to even put into words how appreciative I am for the city of Atlanta and what it means to my wife and I, as well as my family. Thank you, Braves Country. We'll see you tonight. Enjoy your standing ovation. Get your tip of the cap. Take your time at home plate. Soak it all in. Try and get your team to the playoffs. I think it's awesome.
0: Maybe a home run tonight in the return. Doesn't doesn't it feel like that's going to happen? No. Okay.
1: That's asking a lot. Aaron Boone said he hasn't been told definitively whether or not he is coming back next season as the Yankees skipper. Is it better for New York to move on from Boone rather than have him as a lame duck manager next year in his final contract, year of the contract?
0: Gosh, I go back and forth on this. I, I, I don't think Boone's the problem. So I I this is what I think about managers. I think Boone handles the New York media pretty well. Great. I think he – yeah, like I think that it's a very difficult position to be in, and I think he's handled it well. I think he's got a lot of guys in that clubhouse who he's fought for, and he seems to be like a player's manager. And I think he should get more time. I'm not like on this, hey, we need a new voice in the clubhouse, carousel type thing like this. I know Boone's been there for quite some time, so he's had, he's had a nice run there. Uh, but I just don't think he's the problem. So if you're asking me like – does he need to go this year and, and they bring someone new? I don't think so. I think they need okay. to get healthy as a, I think they need to get healthy as a team. They need to plug some very um large holes that they have in that lineup and let him go do his thing again. I, I just don't think he's the problem at all. I think you could start in the front office before you get down to the manager level. And then if that happens, then Boone's probably going to be out because that's how things work. But if you're asking me right now if they need to get rid of him or keep him for the next year, I'd say keep him for next year. I don't I just don't think he's the problem. I think the devil, you know how about that?
1: Okay, but let me ask you this Do you believe that a lame duck manager is tough to play for? Have you ever played for a guy who's in the last year of his contract and hasn't received a full backing from the organization moving forward? Uh, I don't
0: think so. I guess Cardi not- was kind of, I don't know. I don't know if, if he was I'm, on his last year of control or not, but I I remember he got fired. I went and said hi to him before Molly, uh, um was there. I thought at the end for that particular instance, Gartenhauer was kind of over it. Like He just kind of had – his time had run its course. I don't really feel that way with Aaron Boone in New York.
1: I don't think so either. And Aaron Judge has certainly come to his defense, and I think that's a big guy literally and figuratively to have in your corner. Here's something interesting. The Yankees haven't fired a manager in the middle of a deal since Stump Merrill was tossed Mm. following the 91 season. That was during Steinbrenner's suspension, by the way. He was eventually replaced by Buck Showalter, who managed the next four seasons before he was jettisoned. And Joe Torre came in and enjoyed all the fruits of everybody's labor. So it's not the history of this franchise. As much as we think managerial volatility, this is not George Steinbrenner and Billy Martin. Like, they, they do keep guys around for a while. Um, I do think that he ends up staying, but I'm curious what it means if he doesn't get a contract extension, like that's a big deal in a management role, big deal.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's there, there's gonna be a ton of questions. If he goes into spring training without a new deal, that's he's going to be asked about that a lot. So it kind of takes away from the team. Uh, other than that though, I mean, I, it shouldn't change, you know, how he approaches his job. So. I get in the back of his mind he's going to be worried the entire time so that's takes away like I said a little bit but well you got to be professional things. in these in these situations man
1: I think that he handles that, would handle this situation of being a lame duck manager better than almost anybody in the sport Me too because first of all I think that he would be a coveted manager number 2 more importantly he has got he would have any network that mm-hmm. covers the sport begging to have him a guy that spent a half dozen years in the dugout managing aaron judge and the new york media market plus he's really good on television he breaks things down he, he has yep. an understanding of it he would be he, he's going to be fine whether he wants to continue managing or go back in the booth or whatever he wants to do so if there's a guy who's just like hey fuck it we'll oh, roll the dice i don't care you don't it, Most of us that are entering a last year of a contract are worried. I've been worried at times. And so I would understand it.
0: Speaking of that, I think I'm a lame duck here at John Boy Media.
1: That doesn't make you Um, a lame duck. You're not in a management role.
0: I agree. I agree that Aaron Boone is uniquely talented for this kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And I will say this. I think – Aaron Boone is going to manage in the big leagues as long as he wants to manage in the big, right? Like you said, if he's out of, for the out of the Yankees uh, organization, somebody's going to scoop him up and it's going to keep going because he has that type of reputation. You mentioned all the media stuff he's done and how good he is on camera. I totally agree. He's a confident dude. He's handled the New York media very well for a Southern California boy. So I I mean, I, I like Boone. He's not the problem guys. I will
1: tell you this. As a Cleveland fan who's about to watch his future Hall of Fame manager walk out the door after Sunday's game, I would take Aaron Boone in a second in Cleveland. And don't think that they wouldn't either because he played there and they have an amazing front office. That would be a really soft landing for Aaron Boone if he wanted to do that.
0: I want to see Aaron Boone enter like his old man stage. We're still in the young... Although if you
1: look at Booney, who's a good-looking dude... He does have you know, he does have the U.S. president syndrome where every year you're in office, you age like seven.
0: You think Seriously, so? Boone. That's a mean, Chris. But it's true.
1: So look at like look at him. When like he Obama. Took when He came out of office. <laughs> totally. Right. But that's because Obama was smoking heaters all the time. too. Yeah, so put the heaters down, Obama. Yeah. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> go look at Boone the day he he took office in New York. And look at him today. It's tough, tough. Dude, grind, New York's man. a tough
0: town. Okay, only, totally. Only some of us can make it there.
1: But plus, you do age immensely between your like late forties and early fifties. Just look at this face.
0: I feel you, bro. And this one is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Things are heating up in the ballpark. Every team right now is playing to finish the season strong. We have the wild card. All sorts of stuff going on. They're all vying for the playoffs. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you won't miss a moment of the action. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Plus, all customers can take a crack at a sweet payday with DraftKings' same-game parlays, string together multiple bets from a single game for your shot at a major payout. I love doing those. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BASEBALL today. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BASEBALL today. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See draftkings.com/baseball for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire 7 days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. I'll see you out there. All right, last
1: one real quick. My boys are on the front of the apple page creators we love look at the look at all the podcasts there's you and jakey and jimmy all together for god's sakes you guys look amazing be honest which of the three of you really thought that you were doing like a modeling shoot
0: uh none of us, to be honest. We we're all very we're we're all very nervous of what was going on. I'm trying to find a picture. I can't find it. Uh, you know, we got put in some clothes that we normally wouldn't wear and we got confident because the people that were styling us were telling us we looked great, and we're like, I'm not so sure. Jake kind of loved it because Jake loves to do this. The person that really stole the show uh, was my daughter, Isla. We had a little break where we had to go like change outfits and stuff. Uh-huh. And she was there and she's usually very reserved, very shy. She was watching us do this, and as soon as we left, uh, they asked, like, oh, can you want to come sit up here? And she ran, and she started taking pictures and stuff. Wow. Uh, she thought she was the Maldorette. This is – they took about a 1,000 shots of us, dude, and we were nervous the entire time because we don't know what we're doing. We just talk ball a little bit, that's right, all. sure. But I like the picture. It came out well. Um, I think the one person who was most nervous was Jimmy. He just was like, man, like, I'm going to get roasted for this i yes. know it and he was very nervous he, he came out looking great so thank you he to all the people good. that did the, sh- the shoot we look done up but not overdone i think it looks great the
1: only thing is is that jimmy is wearing a generic hat this is he was worried
0: about the hat he was yeah. very worried about the hat and we we made him we made him feel comfortable say hey man you look good you look good
1: so he does look good because he's got the right facial pose so, by the way, if you're just listening to this, go to our YouTube page. Check out our social media. Wherever. You got to look at the picture. They all look great. Jake, I could actually see him wearing that jacket somewhere. I like it. You look normal. You know.
0: So. I'm trying to find this picture. You got to see it. Hold on. All right. There she is. What do you got? Oh,
1: that's adorable. I love it. They, they just Attaway, started. Isla
0: she's the best dude. that
1: is so good that is loved so good. it well speaking of good it's good to have you back my friend uh we are back at it again on wednesday we will tweet out what time we are doing the show if you want to join us live on amp for our one-of-a-kind producer dan Rook and the uber talented male model trevor blue i am chris rose we will see you wednesday